Hey everyone, this is Yannick Podach here, host of the Career Hacker Secrets Podcast. And on today's episode, we're featuring a really cool guy, Angel Gonzalez, and Hala Gonzalez uh, for the Spanish speakers. And he's a product marketer at LinkedIn in San Francisco. Uh, I met Angel a few years ago when I was also working at LinkedIn. He used to be one of the very few guys coming to the gym every single morning at 5 a.m. And we had this morning crew that was just incredibly special. And I've been so impressed with how he has navigated through his career. I thought it'd be worth sharing his experience. And, you know, Angel, this guy's from a background, you know, in accounting who, you know, then started a career in B2B tech sales and then pivoted into product marketing in one of the most competitive market in the world, right, in San Francisco. And what's most interesting about Angel is his, his perspective on life, how uh, soul searching contributed to the decisions he's made, how he built a business case to become a product leader. And it wasn't easy. This is a real episode where we dive into the real raw stories of him persevering despite naysayers, moving forward despite this feeling of imposter syndrome and really finding the right balance between logic and intuition and i think the key takeaway is is that he saw himself as a product and positioned himself to pivot into his next play by leveraging side projects with y combinator i mean listen just a very creative guy i hope this will inspire you as much as i was inspired and if you're someone looking to pivot into your next play and you don't know where to start this interview is full of amazing content to steer you in the right direction and after the show, if you have any questions about this conversation or career hacking in general, join us at the Career Hacker community. You can find us at careerhackeracademy.com forward slash community, and the link will also be in the show notes. Enough with that. Let's get started. I'm Unique, and you're listening to the Career Hacker Seekers podcast. If you're looking to pivot into your next big role, make more impact, increase your salary, or break into a top tech company, this podcast is for you. I was once a struggling business graduate who couldn't find a job, but through trial and error, I learned the career hacking secrets to leapfrog in my career. I'm now listed as one of the top 100 most influential product marketers in the world. I tell you all of this so you know it's possible. And if you feel like you didn't go to the right school, don't check all the boxes, or don't know how to position yourself to pivot into your dream job, don't worry, I got you. Tune in each week to listen to interviews from real people who pivot into incredible jobs against all odds. You'll learn everything you need to take your career to the next level. This is the Career Hacker Secrets Podcast, and we are career hackers. All right. How's it going, everybody? Today, we have Angel Gonzalez. Angel, how are you doing? Super excited to have you. Unique. Feeling great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, awesome, man. And I know it's been, uh, it's been quite a while since the, the last time we, we caught up, you know, uh, back in the days at LinkedIn. Um, how have you been? I've been good. I've been good. And I've uh, recently moved back to New Jersey uh, back last summer. Um, spending time with the family here and bunkering down during this madness, but yeah. been doing well, been doing well. It's a bit cold on the East coast right now. So trying to stay warm. Um, but other than that, I've been well, how about you, man? Yeah, doing good. I mean, it's been a year now since I lived in Paris and, uh, you know, we had our first snow last weekend, so I'm pretty Whoa. excited. We don't really get snow out here. So, yeah. well, let's, let's get straight into it. Thank you so much for making some time. Uh, you know, why don't you just, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, who you are, where you're from, you know, what was it that you were doing before and what are you doing today? Yeah, totally. So uh, as Unique mentioned, I'm Angel. Um, I'm a product marketer at LinkedIn and I focus on our sales navigator tool, Core Experience. Um, there's like a few features I focus on, but I wouldn't go deeper into that. But um, I have a bit of unconventional, uh, I guess, journey in, in my story. Um, so before this, I was actually in sales um, and I was doing freelance design work on the side. So with those two experiences, I was able to pivot into product marketing. 
Um, and even more unconventional, I studied accounting back in college. So uh, as you can imagine, the jump from accounting to sales and now marketing, it's kind of uh, a bit iffy, but I'm glad to, yeah. to hop into a unique and, and, and share, share some, some perspective on my end. Dude, that's awesome. And that's exactly where you're on the show. I mean, we're, we're just super excited of showcasing some of these amazing stories of people that just, you know, have done incredibly, you know, different types of pivots and had unconventional career paths. And that's really where the market is going today. Uh, really, when you look at product marketers today, they come from so many different backgrounds. And it's so exciting to see. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's, let's, take a, let's take a couple steps back. And maybe can you tell us what inspired you to make some of these pivots, especially this last one uh, from you know, from, uh, from sales to, to product marketing. Yeah, totally. So, um, I think, uh, there was a bit of inspiration, but I think there was a a more intentionality in terms of like the, the steps I took to get here. Um, that being said, um, I think just like any person early on in their career, there's a lot of reflecting and a lot of kind of soul searching on like what they actually want to do long-term. They're kind of trying to find their pod to take off. I, I, I like to say that like they're trying to find their rocket ship to take off in their career of choice. And that's where I was. Yeah. I was trying to figure out like, what was I really actually into? I studied a bit of accounting. I was, I was, in, I was in business school back in the East Coast. Um, all of my buddies were doing, you know, accounting, uh, big four routes, investment banking was also another popular route consulting, um, which is yeah. also another great experience uh, in career. But um, I was I was in that path. I was like, what am I going to do? What am I good at? What have I always been just naturally good at as well, um, which we can touch upon as well. Um, just kind of di- diving deeper into like, what are like the, the core habits that you had even as a child? How do you process problems? Um, how do you communicate with others? Do you like communicating with others? These are all factors that I think um, can help you with your trajectory. But my, tra- my transition was basically that a lot of soul searching um, and a lot of intentionality. So once I, I kind of figured out that I wanted to be in a more project-based role, um, I've always been that type of person that likes to see projects from ideation to execution. So um, yeah. being in a sales role, you can find that. But I think um, on top of that, that's something um, that I feel like a product project-based role has. It's that, um, that positioning aspect that I really love. So how are we going to convince somebody that this product service program is awesome. Um, so I think sales had a little bit of that, but, um, with the, the combination of, of, I guess having the, the experience of my mind, just like working with like project-based stuff, whether it be recording skateboarding videos when I was younger, or I was, I'm a mixed media artist as well. So I think a combination of both project-based stuff and also positioning is what led me to the product marketing route. Um, so a lot of soul searching, a lot of things to dig deeper in that. So that's awesome, man. I really love that. I mean, and, and I love how you're bringing together like these different backgrounds uh, that you have uh, and, and how all that really, uh, you know, helped you find your way. Um, mm-hmm. Really interesting to understand, you know, how long were you in sales before you really started to do those, the soul searching? Was there, was there a moment where you were like, wow, I really want to do something different or was there an event? Yeah. Uh, how did that happen? Well, I, I always like to say that um, part of every sales rep's career, at the end of each quarter, there's always some soul searching because it's a very <laughs> stressful job sometimes. So yeah. I'm just that type of person that likes to self-reflect. So um, throughout my stint at LinkedIn doing sales, I, w- I was always trying to make sure that, um, is this the right path for me? 
is what I'm doing right now going to add value to what I'm going to eventually want to do down the line? Um, That being said, I think during sales, um, I was also doing freelance design work. Um, And the reason why I was doing that is because I knew I wanted to build my case on becoming a product leader, whether it be product marketing. I was also a design route as well. Um, So I was looking into like the careers of UX design. Um, But with that, that transition in itself right there, I think um, when, when I was doing some soul searching and I was reflecting back, like I was mentioning about what I like to do um, in, in the, in the specific discipline that I'm in right now in the tech industry, I just tried to figure out like, what can I combine with my interests and where I'm at right now? Um, and that being said, that's why I took on this freelance design career and I was doing products for LinkedIn. I also did a few products for Lyft and a few startup and a few products for startups in the Bay area. So, um, and this was all free work. So it was not being paid. I was basically just reaching out to individuals and, um, saying, Hey, like, what are your issues? What are you guys trying to, to tackle or challenge? And I'll offer my free services and time to help you get to where you want to be. So I took that. Um, and then with like a, a convoluted of stuff and like life situations, and then one thing led to the other, and I was able to kind of kind of click and find the right position for me, and that was product marketing. So, um, yeah, that's amazing. I mean, it sounds like you're definitely proactive because you had something in your mind, and then you just wanted to go out there and test it. And you, uh, how, how did you reach out to those folks? Did you just you know find them on LinkedIn or through your network? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've been touching a lot about intuition. So I think life is literally all about logic, intuition, finding the right balance. Too much intuition is like a hippie, like in the park and just, you know, just chakras and figure out like, it doesn't matter. Life is just like we're we're particles in the air. And then too much logic is somebody that's mathematical. Everything needs to make sense. Um, That being said, I think finding the right path in terms of your career trajectory is like finding that balance with logic intuition but the reason i bring that up is because intuition wise what i felt and what i felt i was good at was going down the product route so i think the following question after that is like how are we going to make it happen so logically had to figure out how am i going to pivot into a career that i have no experience in i did not study marketing in college so um that being said i leverage a lot of sales tactics for that Um, when you think about the sales process, right. And you think about providing a service or product to a client, first, you need to know your product and service very well. Um, and then you need to go target that person. And then once you target that person, you have to sell them. So basically what I did is was my portfolio and who I was, was the product and service I can be providing to a team that I want to be on. So once I crafted my products and service and crafted my own skills, whether it be building on portfolio projects, uh, learning like the design principles, um, learning just uh, just basic product strategy and product principles that most product managers, product marketers use in their day to day. Once I got that down really well and I focused on me, the product and service I was trying to provide to a team, mm-hmm. I then started to target. So. With the sales rep, I think that is like the easiest thing. I mean, we can launch LinkedIn messages constantly. And I think working at LinkedIn actually helped me out with that. But I was reaching out to folks. Um, I think that's, that's basically it. I, was not, I, was, I wasn't really scared about it. So, um, yeah. 
Yeah, no, I absolutely love that. And I really get it because, I mean, honestly, I, I started my career in sales too. And I really, uh, you know, you, you really build, um, you know, a drive, uh, a hunger to just go out there and, and test things and make it happen. And you, mm-hmm. you have to get very, very good at understanding who your customer is, what pains do they have, and how mm-hmm. do you position the value that you can bring. And so um, I can sense that like kind of like sales experience and really, you know, looking at this like you're trying to break into an account or something. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> It basically Very was cool. that. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. What, what was the toughest part for you during this time? You know, as you were, you were going through this, you know, so you're, you're at, you're at LinkedIn, you're in sales, that's your day job. Uh, on the side, you're, you're really trying, you're peaked, uh, you know, you have this interest of, of, uh, of looking at this product path. Um, and so you're reaching out to people. How's that experience? Like, how easy is it? How hard is it? You know, wh- what did you, uh, what did you experience emotionally through that time? Uh, very humbling. I would like to explain that that part of my life. Um, yeah. And I say humbling because if I say it was too difficult, then I, f- I feel like that kind of takes away from the learning lessons that you, that you have in life. So I like to dress yeah. all hard moments <laughs> in my life as humbling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but no, seriously, I think it's, it was a very humbling experience. And I think it really taught me the basis of being able to move forward with what you can offer. So a lot of the times when uh, we're seeking something. That's just a basic human nature. I mean, I, I want something and then that person wants something in return. Like that's just the basic yeah. principles of how we work as humans. Um, that being said, I think as I was maneuvering towards this product path and me trying to figure out um, what I should be doing, I think after I started to like solidify like my product background and like what I need, like basically what I had to do um, and like what experiences and products I had under my belt. Um, I think the hardest part of, of it all is just going to them and like offering it and trying to find a way to have them trust you. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of the times there was a lot of doubt instilled in me. So people were saying like, oh, it's kind of difficult to do this. Um, you don't really have the background to do it. Just be mindful that like this might take a, quite a bit of time. Yeah. So I think just balancing those doubts and trying to like push forward with, with your goal. So my goal is build my skills, connect with somebody, pitch my skills to them, pitch my services, what I can offer to them as opposed to what they can offer to me. Um, and I was trying to stick to that as, as solid as I can, even if there was naysayers, even there, if there was people saying, hey, it doesn't matter if you do like four projects, it's going to be hard to transfer. Even if people are like, oh, just, I don't know, just do this for a few more years and then maybe, oh, maybe you're just like sales. Um, but yeah. Yeah, that's, so I think that's, that's the, so, the most difficult part. That's amazing, man. So essentially, you're really building a bridge. You're building your own portfolio of experiences. And so when you went through that experience, what was next now? You know, so you're, you're building all this experience on the side. At what point you're like, okay, let me just go out there and apply for a job or reach out to someone for an opportunity in product or product marketing. What was next? Yeah, totally. So once I built the MVP, so basically my portfolio experience, um, yeah. my core uh, competencies of, of product, so getting a general understanding of just like the whole entire product lifecycle when it, when it pertains to tech. So once that, that happened, I think it started to, that's when the sales came in, came in um, reaching out to tons of folks. Um, a good a good strategy that I use, and I've, I would love to share with 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 the uh, with the episode here, is that um, if you are looking to get eager and get your feet wet with working on a product project with a team, a company, or any kind of program, 
Um, a good example of that is targeting or a, a good suggestion that I would suggest to the audience is going to target smaller companies and smaller programs and like individuals that are looking for help that don't really have the funding to pay you out, but they're looking for those extra resources. So what I did was I pulled up a list of Y Combinator companies. I believe it was class of winter 19, I believe, or 18. I'm losing yeah. track of time, but I basically, pu- I basically pulled it out. Once I've, I had a solid portfolio, I pulled out a list. I sent them my examples of work that I can do for them. Um, I was very clear on the exchange. Like, this is what I can offer you. Um, in exchange, I would love to leverage the experience that I would be working with your company and I'll put it on my portfolio. So the, the, the give and take was I would provide free services and build out products and, and help you prototyping, help you with marketing positioning product strategy with the return of me being able to grab those experiences and then be able to market myself even more. Yeah. And then it just kind of doubled down from there. And then, and then that's when, by the time I got to the interview for product marketing, I already had a list of experience down, down my path. I can, I can leverage in conversation. So Dude, um, yeah, absolutely pretty gnarly. Yeah, absolutely amazing. So you literally uh, pulled up a list of Y Combinator, you know, uh, founders, entrepreneurs, you're all trying to like build something. They obviously don't have a whole lot of cash, but they have a lot of passion, energy, and they can recognize talent. And you reached out to them and, and, and some of them said yes, and you, you're on your way. That's exactly uh, what I did. Awesome. And how long did you do this for? Uh, it, was, it was pretty long. It's pretty <laughs> long. Uh, I would say that this stint was about a year. Um, okay. okay. Yeah. So if, if I had to kind of, from when I first knew that I was going to hop on this journey and then throughout the whole entire like offer and getting settled in the role, yeah. about a year, okay. about a year. Yeah. That's amazing, man. Yeah. And yeah. how did the, uh, once you started getting into interviews, how was that experience now? Right. So you had this portfolio of experience on the side that you literally built from the ground up. Uh, you're in the, for the first time product marketing or product interviews. Uh, how did it go? How did uh, those conversations go? Yeah, uh, uh, that's uh, what's that term? Imposter syndrome. I think that's okay. like a really big thing there. Yeah. Um, that's what I was feeling at one point. Not gonna lie, um, it was it was uh, scary as as anybody can imagine. Somebody coming from a different background, but I think it was also exciting. I think just the the, the I guess the normal nature of like my personality. I love to put myself in these positions like that. Yeah. Um, so I would say a little bit of both. It was pretty scary, pretty exciting, um, but it was also just game time. It's like almost you like yeah. strapping up and like getting on the pitch to like play soccer, right? Yeah. Um, and it's yeah. just the, the lights are shining on you. Like this is your time to perform. And like all of the principles that you read up on, all the products you worked on, all your failures, your successes, all your backgrounds, like you're going to leave it all out in this, in this, what, 30 to 45 minute conversation. Um, well, multiple for 30 or 45 minute conversations, yeah. but yeah, that's, that's what I meant. You're going to leave it all in this interview process and see if you can pitch your experience. It goes back to developing your experiences and then pitching it. So it's such a, it's yeah. such a valuable, um, underrepresented topic in, in my opinion. Um, when it, when it comes, when it pertains to like that transition, it's yeah. pitching yourself, I would say. Dude, I mean, I totally, I'm gonna go back to one word, a couple words you say there about the imposter syndrome. And honestly, I really get that because I also pivoted from sales into product marketing. Uh, the, you know, the difference is like, I ended up just kind of launching my own consulting practice, teaching people how to use LinkedIn to land a job because I had gotten so good, you know, because through sales, I mean, 
I had yeah. gone through startup sales and, you know, sometimes it's pretty tough and companies go down and you have to kind of get, get back up and go to the next thing. And so I had to learn a lot, of ex- a lot from moving from job to job. And so I had something to offer uh, and I was building a business in the process. But when it came to interviewing for product marketing at LinkedIn, it, I felt like a major uh, imposter. And um, <laughs> it was it was crazy, but I was like mm. at the same time, it's like, hey man, I bet a whole I built a whole business all on LinkedIn, and so you know mm. I'm passionate about the product. I know the product inside out. I know who the customer is. I've helped the customer, and I think in the interviews, people really feel that uh, your your passion towards um, you know towards a specific product or a uh, function. So really, really exciting. Um, how did negotiation uh, go? You know the the part where you're you're actually going through the the rounds uh, the rounds of salary negotiations. No, you don't necessarily have um, full time product marketing experience. How did that go? How did you defend yourself? How did you position yourself? Yeah, totally. So just FYI, no, like just no clue, like what to expect. Um, I think after the the offer was extended, I was just like, whoa! I just hit the jackpot. Like I just it was salary was like a secondary for me, even though, again, I suggest everybody talk about it. Love the question. We can dive into it. But <laughs> yeah. I, that, that was just like my, my initial uh, thoughts uh, to receiving the offer. Um, that being said, when it comes to salary, um, I think for anybody who is uh, starting off, um, who doesn't have a really good rec- like um, understanding of, of how salary is based in the role and industry and business line that you're in, um, I would say reach out to other folks that have similar roles that you're going to go into. So for example, what I did was I reached out to my counterparts in my network that were associate product marketing managers in the Bay Area. And I had a conversation with them. I was like, hey, um, I've, there's not really much I can leverage in terms of experience, um, given that I don't have any experience. Um, I, I mean, I, I do have certain side products, but in terms of getting paid and like full-time role did it have that so what what's your suggestion um and i left it to them um and oh wow they gave me their, their contacts and their background and then um from that i was able to leverage on have a a healthy starting salary so um it, it really it really goes back to leveraging your network i think one of the biggest common things in this whole entire story is leveraging my network yeah um, that's amazing. And so yeah. for the ones who maybe might not have access to a wide network, how, how, how did you build your network? How was that experience for you? Is it people from school you knew? Is it people from different groups, soccer, like you mentioned? Or how did you build your network over time? Yeah. Um, so uh, I like to tell people that don't, don't assume, like don't assume that somebody doesn't want to talk to you. Uh, don't assume that people don't want to help you. Um, don't assume that you're going to be a burden and somebody's not going to want to take out 25 minutes to 30 minutes just to share their perspective on something. Um, and I say that because you would be shocked at the amount of individuals who would love to spend 30 minutes talking about their background and helping you out. You'd be shocked. Um, and the way I was able to build my network is by reaching out. Um, it's by putting myself in these positions where I was able to meet individuals. Um, that ranges in many different capacities. Um, that range from me uh, visiting um, networking events that there are tons of them in the Bay Area. 
um, and just introducing myself. Um, at the time, I was introducing myself as a freelance designer because technically I was. Um, and from that, I started conversations with, with, with individuals in the industry. And then from there, they connected me with another individual. And then from there, I, I messaged somebody on LinkedIn that was connected to the same individual I knew at the networking event that I visited. And then I, yeah. I was connected with them. So it's, and then it's, that turns into another thing. And it's, um, it's really spiraled down from there. So I think the biggest thing is don't assume that people don't want to talk to you. I think that's totally false. Yeah. People actually want to help you as much as you can. That's amazing. I really appreciate you sharing those words, Angel, because I think a lot of people uh, believe that uh, maybe, you know, people are too busy. They don't want to talk to you. You're bothering them. They have sometimes even have that internal chat, like, uh, who am I to reach out to these people? And so it's amazing that you just, you know, kind of pass that and you still go out there and, and you speak to people and then one thing leads to another. And then here you are. Yeah. So that's. Uh, don't, get, don't get me wrong. Um, there would be people who don't want to talk to you. <laughs> like, not, every, not everybody's going to want to do that. And there's been times that, I've, I mean, um, I'm sure people weren't able to get to my messages. Uh, meetings kind of got slipped off the calendar because, I've, again, people are busy as well. Um, but it really only takes like one to three, three to five, five to eight individuals to, to sit down and chat with you. Yeah. Right. That's amazing, man. Really love the story. And yeah. so, how did it happen? So did you get multiple job offers or was it just that one that you got from LinkedIn and you took it? Uh, was it hard to make a decision? Yeah, I, I, I wish I had like more, more than one. I think I would, I would have still went with LinkedIn, but um, I, I did not have any offers outstanding at the time. Um, that being said, I was, I was pretty adamant about pivoting into product. Um, and that's one thing that... Um, I would recommend to individuals like be very stern with what your ask is and like be very stern with where you want to be and don't waver from it. Like you will figure out a way if you don't waver from it, the moment you start to be like, Oh, okay, here, then there, then this, um, you can, you can start losing focus. So in my case, um, I said, I'm going to be in a product role. Um, I, I don't know what, what, in what capacity. I don't know if it was my freelance design route that I was going into. I didn't know if it was going to be more of a, I don't know, like product success, like sales and the type of role. Um, I didn't know if it was going to be a PM role. I didn't know if it was going to be PMM. What I did know was I want to be close to a product and I want to drive value to a project or product. Um, that being said, um, I, was, I was looking around for sure to find opportunities, but um, I, I eventually landed with this one through a network referral as well, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, that that's it, it. Didn't land on my lap. I think the opportunity yeah. was kind of faced in front of me, and then I took it head on. Yeah, that's amazing, man. How did you feel when you uh, when you got the job? Um, I still remember. I think I've I've I received the call, and and the recruiter at the time. Uh, I mean, she gave me a call and then she asked me, like, do I have a minute? I was like, of course I have a minute. I mean, I was, I've been interviewing for the, for the of course I do. Um, I have more than minutes. Uh, and uh, she's like, you got it. And I'm like, got what? Like the second, like the last round? Like, yeah, I mean, we can schedule some time next week for like a 45 minute, like a catch up call, you know? Um, and she's like, no, 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 you got it. And I'm like, got what? Like, what's, what do you mean? The, the role? Is it the, the job? Or is it like another interview? And she's like, no, you got the job. Like, this is, we want to extend an offer. I'm like, whoa. Um, That's amazing. Uh, it, it, was, it was crazy. I th I, I'd love to, to explain that story because um, 
there's no better feeling than working towards something for quite some time. And with all the individuals that said that, like, it was going to be difficult and all that stuff, not to prove them wrong, but it's just, it feels so good that you can trust your instinct and you can trust your gut and you can get to where you want to be if you're very stern with what you want. And if you're, and if you're sure of yourself as well. Um, So that's That's how I I felt amazing. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. So you got the job. Uh, how did you handle your first 90 days, this new gig, a new world? I mean, I guess you had built your portfolio throughout the, you know, that year, but how did it feel uh, to prepare for your first 90 days? How'd that go? Yeah, for the, for the first 90 days, I was a sponge. Um, I think um, input was minimal. Um, I believe that um, the, the level of trust with my cross-functional partners were not there. So I think a lot of emphasis was put onto that. Um, and I like to say a sponge because a sponge is something that, that kind of gathers it all up. Right. But then once you're, once it's, it's too soaked with all the information, this is the analogy I'm using. Once it's all soaked with all the information, then you can squeeze it out and then you can distribute it. Mm. Um, so for the first 90 days, I was just taking everything in. I was taking product marketing courses. I was, uh, I had regular one-on-ones with my manager. I had mentors at the time. I, I, I didn't, I didn't wait uh, and even two or two or three days to, to, to get a mentor. So I, I think immediately when I started this career, I was like, I need a mentor. Um, and I think leveraging that and just taking everything in, um, was my first 90 days. So that's amazing. Be a sponge yeah. first 90 days, find a yeah. mentor. That's really cool. Uh, how did you find the mentor? <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was, it was actually the person who referred me to the role. Yeah. Wow. So, um, I, at the time, given that, like, I feel like the, the modern day mentorship is more of a, um, like a, like a, on a touch on basis. So it's, there are like apprenticeships and like mentorships that's like throughout the, the way, but then there's also really strong connections and relationships that you have in a network, um, that can help you get to the next level. And you can also provide value to them. Um, and at the time, um, even though we weren't a in, a, in a normal, I guess, traditional sense of a, of a mentorship, me and this, and this individual, um, at the time when she sent over the, the referral, she's like, Hey, this, this, this role is like an amazing opportunity for you. I think you should definitely take it. I think before that and speak to that individual for like two and a half months, three months, like it was, mm. we, we, we fell off. Not that being said, I think it goes back to what I was saying, the modern day mentorship, it's, it's on a touch and, and, and give basis. Um, so at the time I was like, Hey, like you referred me, I got this role. I doubled down on that relationship. Cause then I, I kind of turned it into like what we, what I believe would be of most value to me and also to that individual as well. So I, I pulled that relationship back in and, um, she was, she was instrumental in the, in the first 90 to to hundred days of my role for sure. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Look at that. The power of the network. One thing leads to another. It's crazy. It's Very crazy. cool. And so yeah. now how long have you been in this new role? How do you feel? Has it met your expectations? Uh, how's the experience been? Yeah, it's been about a year. Um, it's, been, it's been a good, it's been a good ride. Um, I've learned a ton. And I think that's one of the most important things early on in your career is be in a position that you're learning. Like you don't need to be in the position that you love. Um, I think not a lot of people can say, and I'm super fortunate about that. They love their job. I, I generally do think I love product marketing. Mm. Um, but for, for the individuals who are not in a role that they love, like 
that's okay. Like we're super young in our career for you to hit a rock grand slam, like your dream job out of college is far and few for that opportunity. But that being said, you can definitely make it happen. Um, I I've been liking it. Um, it's been great. I've been learning a ton and for the individuals who are not in a role that they love, just make sure you're learning a lot. Um, I think that's the biggest benchmark. Are you capturing some type of information that you can use moving forward? If you, if you are, then you should be proud of yourself. That's amazing. So whatever situation you're in, even if you don't love your job, uh, you know, find something that you're learning and that you can take away for your next yeah. opportunity. Exactly. Very exactly. cool, man. Yeah. So what's mm-hmm. next for you in, in 2021? You know, the years is just starting. What's, uh, what's in stores? Uh, yeah. Um, going to try to learn how to ski this season. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so uh, what's in store for me? Um, I think uh, that's a good question. I think 2020 is like one of those years. It's like there's so many plans that we had in place, whether it be personal and professional um, and given to the, the series of like unfortunate events that happened on, on planet Earth. Um, a lot of things got pushed back. So I think with 2021, I think one of my main goals and like what I'm focusing on is like try to live my life to the fullest, whether it be my professional career, my personal, uh, my personal endeavors, relationships that I have, family, um, just live that to the fullest and try to optimize as much as you can. So in this role, um, specifically product marketing, I'm trying to optimize. I think there's still yeah. so much I need to learn. It's only been a year in this role. I'm literally just scratching the, the tip of the iceberg, really. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just doubling down and, and getting more responsibility, um, learning as much as I can. And I guess acting like that sponge, right. But yeah. instead of just like taking everything in, I'm also slowly giving back to an organization to, to drive more value. So, yeah. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Angel. I really appreciate yeah. you being on the show. Uh, uh, you know, two last questions, which, uh, first one is, you know, what do you say to the person who's on a fence right now, who, who knows they want to pivot, they want to really go to that next opportunity, they don't know how, they're kind of scared, they're in their own mind right now, in their own way. Uh, what kind of words uh, of advice would you share with them now? Yeah, I would say for you to be intentional, you need to be aware. And without being aware, you can be intentional. So uh, what I mean by that is just like, be very, like, as much as you want to act and, and go straight forward, you can't really be intentional about your goals if you don't know where your goals are. Like, you can't really drive down a road that you, you don't know where you're going. So I think just as much as you want to act, also spend some time with soul searching, which is basically what got me to this point as well. Just like, be very sure that you're chasing something that you want, because there's a lot of individuals that are chasing and will continue to chase something that's never theirs. It's a life that's never theirs. Um, it's a role that's never theirs. It's a lifestyle that's never theirs either. Um, and they're only doing it because they, they weren't solid about what they're looking for and they weren't able to be intentional based off of that. So ah. that's what I'll leave them with. Very cool. Be very sure about what you're, you're going after. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much, man. Is there anything you're working on right now? Do you want to share anything you're, you want to promote? Yeah, totally. So, I mean, if you're a sales navigator user, there's tons of great features coming up in the next few quarters. Um, so stay tuned to that. Um, other than that, I'm looking to start providing more um, career services to individuals. So if you are some, someone who wants to have a chat with me, 
I'm more than willing to provide my time and, and my experience to help you out with any way you can. Um, and expect it to be in writing as well. So, so I can reach more people. So um, stay tuned to that. And uh, yeah, that's basically what, I'm, what I've been up to. Very cool, man. Where can everyone reach you? Yeah, uh, you guys can reach me. Um, LinkedIn.com. Uh, my name's Angel Gonzalez. It's with two Z's, G-O-N-Z-A-L-E-Z. Um, Angel on hell, I mean, it's spelled the same way. Awesome. Uh, but yeah, Angel Gonzalez <laughs> on LinkedIn.com. Awesome. Very cool, man. I'll make sure to put all the details in, uh, in, the, in the notes of the show. Cool. cool. Thank you so much, Angel. Have a great yeah. uh, rest of the day and look forward to staying in touch. You too, brother. Have a good one. Hi, this is Unique, host of the Career Hacker Secrets podcast. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you're thinking of making a career pivot or just need help landing your next big role, come join us at the Career Hacker community. You can find us at careerhackeracademy.com forward slash community. You'll get direct access to me and connect with other like-minded people. The link will also be in the show notes. Make sure to hit the subscribe button and tune in every week to hear from more career hackers on how they took charge, pivoted, and took action to live their dreams. See you in the next episode.